This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruch Hashem. We continue Maseches Yevamais. We're learning the sugya of Pruravu. It occurred to me, why is the sugya Pruravu Masechta Yevamais? You would think it would should be in Masechta Kedushin. Why Masechta Yevamais? Perhaps. We learned a number of times that Masechta Yivamis is the first Masechta of Seder Nashim. And the reason why Rebbe gave Yivamis the Hashivas to be the first Masechta in Seder Nashim is because the Machos Beis David was produced from Yibam. Whether it's the Yibam of Yehuda and Tamar or the Yibam of Rus and Bayaz. And that's why he named it Yivamis plural, because of the two renowned Yivamis that produced the Malchus based David, the Sefer Masoret Kech says. So we once suggested that's why the lineage of David HaMelech is uh, established in Masechet Yivamis, later on in Dafayin Vav, about Mayaviv Loi Mayavis. And perhaps because the Gemara says, Ein ben David ba'ad sheyichlu kal neshama shabaguf, because what's holding up the Malchus based David is Puravu, therefore it is an appropriate Masechta for Puravu, hence because this is the Masechta of the establishment and Kim of the Malchus based David. Fine. We're on the bottom line of Samach Gimel and Beis Tanra Banon Uvenuchai Yoimar, and when the Aaron rested, Moshe said, Shuva Hashem, return God, settle God, Rivavais Afa Yisrael, on two. Myriads and 2,000 of Israel. So when the uh, Aroin rested, Hashem sa- uh, Moshe said, Hashem rest upon the 22,000 Jews. Malamed, from here we see, She'ein ha-shechina shayra al-pachas mishnei alafim u-shnei revavis misrael. That the Shechina does not reside on less than 22,000 Jews. There's a certain uh, element of Shechina that requires 22,000 Jews. It seems like a random number. What's the meaning of 22,000 Jews? Well, one way, we know that the heavenly retinue is 22,000 malachim. It says, um, it says, Rechev Eloikim, Ribai Rivivai, Ribai Rivivan Alafim. It says Hashem's chariot is 22,000. There is a uh, famous marsha that the marsha says the, the smallest shevet upon which Hashem rested was shevet Levi, who was 22,000 Jews. Now, you know, this is a, in general a difficult uh, subject because we know that elsewhere the Gemara says the Shekhinah rests on 10 Jews and other Gemaras say that the Shekhinah only rests on 600,000 Jews. And the Shah uh, Binyan Sion, brings that there are many different dimensions of Shechina, B'chinois of Shechina. Okay, so Haresha Yusor Shnei Alofim Rishnei Revavis. Let's say the Jewish people were 22,000 Chosar Achad, minus one. V'zelo Asak And this guy, he did not want to uh, have one more kid. He's causing that the Shechina should depart from the Jewish people. So, this is another factor in the midst of Puravu, because Puravu, um, because Shechina requires quantity. It's all a matter of quantity. So, uh, you see a big family, you see a large family, 
they are, so to speak, a chariot to Morshina. The therefore, one should be uh, mindful that we need Jews for the Shechina to rest. Abba Chanan Omar Mishum Revelazar Chayiv Misa, one who who is able to engage in perversion and doesn't does not is liable to death penalty. Shenemar Uvanim Loihayulahem, and they did not have children. It says that the reason they died is they did not have children. But if they would have had children, they would not have died. So apparently, in other words, why does it have to say, then they didn't have children? They died because of their sin. Apparently, no, that was the uh, straw that broke the camel's back. That's sin. That, that there's a chi of misa, even though it's passive. Nevertheless, it's so fundamental that um, there could be a chi of misa. Acherim, my mother, say, Gorim l'shchina shetestalak misrael. It causes the shchina to depart from the Jewish people. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says in Bereshis, Vaki Moisi, Es Brisi, Beiniu, Beinecho, Beinzarcha, Acharecha, Ladoira, Sumbasalom, Liyoslecha, Leilokim, Olazarcha, Acharecha, to be for you a God and your descendants after you. Bezman shezarecha acharecha, when you have descendants, shechina shayra. Ein zarecha acharecha, if you don't have descendants, al mi shayra. What's the shechina supposed to reside on? Al eitzim yalavonim, wood and stones. The shechina needs people, the shechina has to rest on Jews. I remember I once heard, Rabbi Victor Miller, Zerotak of Racha, asked the following question. In the beginning of Bereshis it says, God was hovering, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Frakt, Rabbi Victor Miller, why was God's Spirit hovering over the waters? Why can't God land on the water? There are many airplanes that can land on the water. Why can't God land on the water? Why, what's He hovering over the water? So Miller explained that God only rests on Jews. The only thing that's the resting place for God are, are Jews. Like the Gemara says over here, What should God rest on? Wood and stone. And there were no Jews yet. So God was hovering. He was waiting for uh, Avraham Avinu. Okay. The next Gemara is a very sensitive and relevant a Gemara halachically. The next Gemara speaks about a couple who are married for a number of years and they are infertile. They don't have children. And the Mishnah recommends and uh, actually uh, orders that the couple get divorced. And uh, there are two factors that we're going to discuss. One factor is, does this apply in Chutz Because the Gemara seems to imply that living in the Chutz is, uh, is a sin. And it could be the sin that causes infertility. So you can't force someone to divorce his wife. We could say, hey, pal, it's your Avera for living in Chutz the other factor is um, it does not seem to be practiced the halacha that we force a couple to get divorced. Why not? Which uh, both we'll discuss in the Ion share if anybody wants to uh, stick around. Says the Mishnah, Nasa Isha, someone married a woman, Visha Ima Eser Shanim, and waited around with her for 10 years. Vlayaldan, they didn't have children. Eina Rasha, Levalto. He's not permitted just to not fulfill the mitzvah. 
He can't just say, well, you know, I love her, so I'm going to stick it out with her. No, either he has to divorce her, or he has to marry another wife. Cannot stay together. It's usher. It's prohibited. Not only that, it's brought by the Rambam. Not only that, it's brought by the Shulchan Aruch. He's a mitzvah, puravu. Yeah, but I love her, okay? Good for you. That's not what this world is about. This world is about doing the will of the Lord, not what you want. And the Lord said, puravu. Gersha, let's say he divorced her. Now, here's the thing. If we know she's an Akara, let's say we know it's her fault, then he would have to divorce her and she couldn't marry anyone else. If we knew it was his fault, then he wouldn't have to divorce her. A woman doesn't have to have children. A woman's not Mitzvah Purvu. The man has to have children. So if he's uh, not capable of having children... So he doesn't have to divorce her, because what's that going to accomplish? He's going to marry someone else, he's not capable of having children. We're talking about a normal situation where a man and woman were together. Most couples have children. Ruba the Ruba the Ruba of couples have children. And uh, we don't know, maybe it's not him, it's not her. It's the union, there's something about the union of the two of them that is not successful at uh, having children. So we say, get divorced, you marry someone else, she'll marry someone else, and you'll both be zaycha to have children. Gersha, if he divorced her, mutar she can marry someone else. The second guy could stay with her 10 years. Now what if she does have a, a baby, but she miscarries? Does that mean she is capable, she's not capable? So the Mishnah says, If she miscarries, the shot clock starts again. So if you, in year 9 and 364 days she has a miscarriage, so they stay together another 10 years. Now, if, if he wanted to divorce her, he would be allowed. He's not, he's not obligated to divorce her. Says the Gemara, Tanra Banan, Nasa Yisha He married a woman and they stayed together for 10 years. Vlayalda Yoitzi, he divorces a Vyitink Suba. And he gives her Suba. Now, why doesn't he marry another wife? That's the question. But he divorces her. If he does, he gives her aksuba. Why? Why does why does she get aksuba? Maybe she's a balas mum. Maybe it's her fault. No, shemalay zochi ubanus mimena. Maybe he was not zochi to to have children from her, but it's not like she's infertile. Even though there's no definitive proof to this, there's a hint to this, because it says that Avraham took Hagar, that Sarai, Eishas Avram, took Hagar, the mitzvah, at the end of 10 years that Avraham was living in Canaan. And she gave her to Avraham as a wife. So there's a zeichel adavram. We see at the end of 10 years, you got to do something about it. Either you have to marry another wife, or if that's not permitted, you have to divorce her. Now Rashi says, He lived with Hagar. Now why didn't he live with her in the original years before he came to Canaan? There are many years in Padan Aram. 
So now the, the Gemara continues. In other words, Avram was married to Sarah a long time in Chutzaretz. So why didn't he take her before? The answer is, From here we see, the years of Chutzaretz do not count toward this Cheshben, because maybe because of the sin of Chutzaretz, they're not zaychet to have children, but not because anyone's infertile. Rashi says from the fact that, that Avram did not take Hagar before, um, we see that Yeshiva's Chutzaretz is not oil min minyan, because maybe because of the sin of Chutzaretz, they are both barren. So what do we see from here? We see from here that even though there's a din, that if you, wait, if you delay with a wife for 10 years and they don't have children, you have to divorce her. But if they're living in Chutzaretz, we could blame it on the sin of Chutzaretz. So we see from here, any time there's something to hinge their infertility on, even though it's unlikely, because the sin of Chutzaretz, 99 out of 100 couples in Chutzaretz have children. So you say, oh, it's because of the sin of Chutzaretz. Well, Chutzaretz got to do with it. 99.9% of the people in Chutzaretz have children. But we see that if you could hinge it on something, we don't blame it on infertility, but by on the sin. Lefika chalahu, if he's sick, or she's ill, or they're both in jail. So if they're in jail, we say, whatever Avera they did, that they have to be punished and go to jail, maybe that's why they don't have children. Doesn't count. Rava Nachman. Rava said to Rav Nachman, why are we learning out from Abraham? Learn out from Yitzchak. Yitzchak waited 20 years uh, with Rivka, and then he started davening. So why don't we see from there that you could be with your wife 20 years? Yitzchak was 40 when he took Rivka, the Goymer. So you see, you could uh, wait out 20 years. Amarla, you can't learn anything from Yitzchak. Yitzchak could have waited his whole life. Because Yitzchak, Akar Haya. Yitzchak was barren. Like we said before, if the man is sterile, he doesn't have to divorce his wife. Because uh, who's he going to marry anyway? Sigmar says, So then how can you bring a riot from Abraham? Abraham is also an Akar. Yahachi Avram Nami Akar Haya. So, the Gemara says like this, Hahumi What the Gemara is doing, Rashi explains this, Yitzchak was an Akar, and therefore he didn't marry another wife. I, and the Pas of Yitzchak was 60 years old, is not extra that we should say, oh, this is why the Torah wrote it, to say you're allowed to wait 20 years. Because anyway, we need to know the ages of Yitzchak, to be able to figure out that Yaakov Avinu learned 14 years in the Shiva Shem Ever and the age of Yishmael. But Avraham, even though he was an Akar, we could learn out from him because why does the Torah have to say that he waited 10 years? The Pasuk by Yitzchak we need for the Drash Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, Dom Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, Om Rabbi Yochanan, Lama Nimnu Shnoi Savshal Yishmael, why were the years of Yishmael counted? in order to 
attribute the years of Yaakov. But the Pasuk by Avraham is extra. Why does it have to say that Avraham waited 10 years until he took Hagar? Of what significance of the, is that? Because anyway, he was in Akar, so he could have, uh, he didn't have to divorce uh, Sarah and he didn't have to marry Hagar. Okay. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said, Yitzchak avinu Akar haya, Yitzchak was barren. Shenemar, Vayetar Yitzchak l'Hashem l'Noi Chacheshta, Yitzchak daven ta'ashem opposite his wife. Alish to'i never doesn't say he daven for his wife. Elo l'Noi Chach, opposite. Melamed she'shneim akurim, from there we see that they were both akurim. If only she was, it should say he daven for her. L'Noi Chach means they were in it together. I if so, Vayetar Loi. Why does it say that Hashem acceded to him, Vayeyasar Lohem? It should say he acceded to them. Meaning Hashem didn't just answer Yitzchak because they were both barren. It should say he answered both of their tefillahs. The answer is, The reason Hashem listened to Yitzchak is because he had the pedigree. And the tefillah of a tzaddik ben tzaddik is greater than a, a tefillah of a tzaddik ben rasha. Now this is also a major sugya. In fact, I think I once gave a shir on it in Parshas Taldois. I believe. Basically, in a nutshell, is this a general principle that a tzaddik ben tzaddik is better than tzaddik ben rasha? On the other hand, don't we find that sometimes the tzaddik ben rasha is more humble? So some, some poiskim say this din is a general din. The, somebody with the pedigree, is, uh, is his tefillahs will always be more readily answered, and you should get him for the Yom Naram davening. Others say no, this is specific for children. When a couple is praying for children, and now we have to tap into the Zuchus Avais, that the Zayda should be Zaychad to children, so Eino Doima Tefillah Ben Tefillah Ben Rosha. But for other requests, on behalf of the tzibur, it's better if the shliach tzibur comes from a lower pedigree, and he'll be more humble and his tzibur will be more nestabel. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said, "Mibnei ma hoyu avisinu akurim." Why were our forefathers barren? Mibnei shakadosh baruch hu misavel letfilasan shel tzadikim. God craves the prayers of the righteous. Now most people, their taiva are for other things. And the Yom is mis'ave. Hashem desires the tefillah of the righteous. Rav Pam, in the Atar Lamelech, he brings, uh, one dimension of this is that Avram Avinu did not come from good lineage. So Hashem, so to speak, had a sever that's it, that's the end of the line. No no more descendants. Because Terach, uh, Hashem did not want Terach's pedigree um, influencing the future of the Jewish people. So Hashem said, that's it, Aaron, we can't have children. 
Then Hashem said, now daven and start a new line without any connection to your previous line. This way it would be unconnected to your past. And that's, uh, I think how Rav Palm understands to a certain degree, but the Pashib shot is, Hashem has such a Ratzoyn uh, for a Hiskarvos to, for the Tzadikim that He makes them barren. Rav Yitzchak said, why are the prayers of the righteous like a pitchfork? Now this Gemara we had before as well. It's Gemara Megillah and Daf Yudzayin. Just like a pitchfork turns over the grain from one place to another. Likewise, the prayers of the righteous turns over the Midas of Hashem from anger to mercy. So Tefillah is like a pitchfork. It turns over Midas Hadin to Midas Harachemim. I once heard from Harav Avigdor Moshe, in the times of Purim, it was the greatest disaster ever looming over the heads of the Jewish people. There was Xerah Lahashman Lagaliyabit. And what happened? The greatest miracle that ever happened to the Jewish people. The Arizal said there was never such a salvation and such a Yeshua. Wow, what a dramatic turnaround. Says Rav Miller, no, this Gemara. Klaiso Davin. And when you Davin, it is Mahapich. So, the greatest disaster will turn into the greatest joy. That's the way tefillah works. So if somebody is in a jam, it's not easy, but it's a great opportunity, because Ayyadeh tefillah, the Midas Hadin, could be Nishapich, to be Midas HaRachmim. Amar Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami said, Avraham, Vesara, Tumtumim Hayu. Not only were they Akara, but they were also a what is this week's Haftarah? This week's Haftarah of, of Re'eh. No, it's not in this week's Haftarah. It's not in the week after. It was in last week after Akev. Am Rabbi Ami Avram Sar Tumtum, they were Tumtum. Tumtum is somebody whose reproductive organs are covered with a membrane. And even if the membrane is removed, they're not fertile. How do we know Avram Sar were a Tumtum? Shinemar Habitu El Tsur Chutzavtem. Look at the rock you were hewn out of, El Makeves Bar Nukartim, in the hollow pit that you were carved from. So. Chutzavtem implies that someone was made into a male. Nukartem, someone was made into a nekeva. And the pasuk continues, Habitu al Avram avichem. Look at Avram, your father, and Sarah who fashioned you. That Avram was, so to speak, created into a male, and Sarah was created into a female. What does this have to do with the Shiva Dinachemta? In the Sefer Likute Chavar Ben Chaim, he explains as follows. He explains beautifully. He says that Klal Yisrael looks at Yushalayim, looks at the Jewish people, we're down and out, we are, we're Bechorben, we've been in the state of destruction for 2,000 years, how is it possible for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to rebuild and regenerate 
resuscitate, resurrect, revivify the Jewish people? The answer is, look at Abraham and Sarah. They were infertile. Not only that, they were tumtumim. Not only that, they were an islandess. And Avram was toichen ve'enoy They were not physically able of producing children. And look at us now, we number in the millions. So the same way Hashem was able to create the Jewish people out of literally nothing, Hashem could recreate and rebuild Yerushalayim Habenuya. If anybody wants to stick it out, we're going to do the Shita of the Ra'avon, the Rosh and the Ramban, three Shitas in the Sugya of Infertility. Uh, thank you everybody for joining. Bracha v'hatzlacha. Have a great night. Hope to see you tomorrow, or you could continue with us. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.